Hello and welcome to this IBR Extra, a podcast from the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. A recent poll commissioned by the group Iowa Business for Clean Energy shows 80% of Iowa voters say the primary goal of Iowa's energy policy should be achieving 100% clean energy. And roughly that same 80% number say we should increase both the number of solar farms and wind farms in Iowa. Business and industry need to be involved when discussing our state's energy future, in part because of what customers want. That's according to Bob Rafferty, executive director of the group Iowa Business for Clean Energy. Why do we need Iowa Business for Clean Energy? We talk about it for several reasons, but uh, you know the fact is when it comes to energy, both society and technology are changing rapidly. And what do we mean by that? Uh, well, no matter what your personal opinion is on climate change, society's emphasis on increased sustainability is growing rapidly. It's going to be a clear competitive advantage for Iowa's businesses to have a small carbon footprint to access the customers, markets, employees, and investors. You're starting to see that now. I mean, look at Walmart and Amazon, the two big growing retail giants. They both have set targets for zero carbon footprints. And if you're a supplier to Walmart or or Amazon, you're going to have to start achieving your own sustainability goals if you're going to remain a competitive supplier. And it's not just accessing those customers and markets. It's also investors. We were talking to a uh, Iowa-based investor-owned company, publicly held company, and they were stressing what's driving their sustainability goals are are investors. Mm. Investors are demanding it. And so if Iowa's businesses are going to stay competitive in the future, we need to make sure they can reach their sustainability goals at the lowest cost possible. So that's one thing. And then Second thing is technology when it comes to energy is changing rapidly. In fact, the November 2019 study by the Lazar Group highlighted that uh, the unsubsidized cost of utility scale solar and wind is actually as competitive now in many instances as even gas generated energy. And those type of changes are only going to become more rapid. So the more we can adopt clean energy in the future, we're going to position Iowa's businesses to have the lowest cost energy as well as make sure they can achieve their sustainability goals to be competitive in the future. Now, that last point to me, if I'm strictly talking business in dollars and cents, that's the appealable part, right? Because for so many years, we have had people who have said, well, I'd love to have this alternate source of energy but the upfront cost is so big, the amortization time to recover that investment is so long, it's just not feasible. But technology has changed and costs have changed, and so people who may have rejected it out of hand, say, 10 years ago, it's a whole different conversation these days. Completely different. You only have to drive along the countryside and see conservative farmers who are putting up solar left and right, because... It, it, it returns that value. And now some of that is because it's subsidized, but that's even quickly changing. The costs are continuing to go down. And as those go down, we need to make sure Iowa businesses understand, hey, what kind of energy policy do we need in Iowa to ensure we can have the lowest cost, cleanest energy possible? 
you know, it's interesting. People don't uh, always assume Iowa has low cost energy. The reality is for Iowa's small and medium businesses, we have the 22nd highest energy rates in the country on average. In fact, in 2019, our rates were even higher than Illinois, which people are surprised to, to hear that. Our, actually, our residential rates are even higher. We have the 17th highest residential rates in the country on average, which, again, surprises people. So does that lead me to suggest that business, if it takes the lead in the way you've described, may wind up because it may be well-positioned for assistance in infrastructure or getting things to a critical mass point. That may actually help me as a resident because if business adopts it, and I hate to use the phrase trickle down, but it will trickle down to my benefit just as a homeowner. I think if we are adopting the right energy policies, because remember, energy right now is a highly government-regulated and managed industry in Iowa as well as throughout the country. And as technology changes, the need for government to manage it in the same way or even to manage it as heavily as it manages and regulates today may change. And to the extent we change those to businesses' benefit, that will undoubtedly help residential customers as well. So what's the pushback? I mean, I look at your website and I see it is called Iowa Business for Clean Energy. I suppose there are some who think all business is bad. I suppose there are some who are suspicious of the phrase clean energy. Again, very distinct, potentially different groups. So what's the pushback that you get when you talk to people about this? Well, we actually haven't been getting too much pushback. Although, you know, some people question, oh, is climate change real? Do we need to, uh, clean energy is just going to increase our energy costs. The role of Iowa Business for clean energy is really an education role. We want to make sure businesses realize they need to be positioned to achieve sustainability goals, whether or not they believe in climate change, right? It's just because those customers, uh, those future employees, those investors are going to demand it. And so we need to make sure they can access that clean energy at the lowest cost possible. As we explain that, it starts to make more sense. And, uh, and there's going to be a lot of discussion on this whole energy front. It's starting now. You know, take, for example, as we electrify our vehicles. Right now, fueling our vehicles is a very competitive market, probably as competitive as a market as we'll find out there. And so as those get electrified, now all of a sudden we're moving from a competitive market to what is now a very highly regulated government market where you just have Really, you know, we're in a monopoly situation, right? You cannot buy electricity from just anyone in Iowa. You have to buy from the incumbent electrical provider. As we start to electrify our vehicles, that's going to raise some policy questions. Do we want to move from that competitive environment where we can choose who we buy our vehicle fuel to one where we have to buy it from a monopoly? Those are some questions that I'm not sure we have an answer for it today, but those are questions that businesses are going to have to start asking, residents are going to have to start asking, but it's, again, an example of the type of questions this whole energy revolution is going to really bring about in the years ahead. Well, as you say, these are questions to which we don't have answers right now, but if we don't discuss it, 
you're never going to get to the point of answers, and there might be some intervening circumstance that creates a crisis that might have been averted if you had been thinking proactively about alternatives in a given situation. Absolutely. And keep in mind, our state policies, because it's so state-regulated, will determine our competitiveness in 10 years. You know, I look back at Illinois. Illinois was always viewed as a high-cost state, especially even on the electric front, at least as far as I'm concerned. Over the last 10 years, they now have cheaper rates than Iowa. Uh, Interesting, they also have a competitive electric market. Whether that's related or not, who knows? But it certainly raises questions. As you point out, we need to start raising these questions. We need businesses to become aware that they should think about how they're getting electricity today and how they want to get it 10 years from now. Because this is something that is taken for granted, and anyone listening knows that when the power goes out at your house, for whatever reason, storm damage, just some outage, you instinctively reach for the light switch, even though in your mind you know there's no power to the house. You know, the television just went off, so you reach for the light switch. Again, it's something we just take for granted, and that's when we can get into a dangerous position, correct? If we just take something that is so central to our daily lives and take it for granted, we have no fallback. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And not only that, when you're a business, how you get that electricity and the price you pay for it, especially if you're a manufacturer, is going to determine how competitive you can be. And so policies that we set for the next 10 years will determine how competitive our businesses can be, how competitive those manufacturers can be. So we want to create that dialogue. We want to create that dialogue among businesses from one side of the state to another. So they're educated so that they can help inform policymakers as to what kind of policies we need to make sure they have access to low cost, affordable, clean energy. Let me ask finally, and this could be an unfair question because you're talking about a conversation with topics that are rapidly changing and evolving. You're talking about providing an educational opportunity for people who are seeking the knowledge. But that having been said, if we have this conversation in five years, what's the conversation look like? What do you hope will have changed or how will this have moved if you're successful and we reconnect in five years? Well, first off, I I am hoping Iowa is in a position that it continues to lead on clean energy. I mean, after all, we generate clean energy here in Iowa. We don't have to import it. And so that alone is a reason to have higher clean energy. Number two, I hope we're on a path to have low energy rates from that clean energy. And number three, I hope we have policies that actually return, um, uh, have a return on the investment for the energy efficiency that businesses need to invest in order to just also lower their energy costs. You know, that's the other side uh, that we don't look at. And people don't realize, depending on how our electric rates are structured, will determine whether a business can get a higher return on investing in energy efficiency or a lower return. Obviously, if you're not getting the return, you're not going to be able to justify investing in those energy efficiency measures. Yet, If you can reduce your electric bill sufficiently by investing in that, then all of a sudden you become a much more competitive company because your energy prices have gone down. Now, it it just seems intuitively, oh, well, 
isn't that connected. Surprisingly, it is not. And I'll give you one other example on the energy efficiency front. We all pay businesses and residential customers a certain percentage of our utility bill goes towards energy efficiency programs. Those dollars are given to the utility to determine how to spend. Now, I have high respect for Mid-American Energy and Alliant. I think they're, they're very solid companies. But their interest isn't to reduce energy use. Their interest is to increase energy use. And I'm a capitalist. So I think we'll get more bang for the buck if we find a way to have those dollars go towards companies that make more if they reduce energy more. It's the best incentive. When you're talking about business and profit and loss, there's no better incentive than that. Absolutely. And, and really, Iowa Business for Clean Energy wants to look at this approach of increasing the, energy, uh, the clean energy that we have by focusing on market principles, by focusing on what's in a business's best interest. And that, of course, is how do we lower their overall energy costs in the years ahead while ensuring they can achieve those sustainability goals so they can reach those customers that are demanding it, so they can attract those employees that want to work for companies that are committed to sustainability, and so that they can bring those investors in and those investment dollars in that are designated to those companies committed to sustainability. Bob Rafferty, Executive Director of Iowa Business for Clean Energy. They're online at iowacleanenergy.org. We connected via Zoom on December 30th, 2020. The Iowa Business Report, radio program and podcast is presented by Advance Iowa, the state of Iowa's comprehensive consulting program designed to work with mid-sized companies to enhance their growth. Online at AdvanceIowa.com. The Iowa Business Report airs weekly on dozens of radio stations across the state of Iowa, with the podcast posted right here every week, along with additional IBR extras and IBR business profiles. I'm Jeff Stein for the Iowa Business Report.